great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? A lot of that depends on how you market your brand. And we're going to talk to Neil Reynolds today after the break. He is the president of Marketing Resource Center's everything you need to market your bank. But before we get to Neil, I've got to send 185 million shout-outs to my friends up at Safe Harbor Financial, Sunday Seafried and her entire team, Big News, Big, big news. As you know, I host a monthly show called Sunday on Monday, the best show about cannabis banking that you can listen to any day of the week. And just big news, uh, Safe Harbor Financial and Northern Lights have entered into an acquisition that is going to enable them going public. This is going to be a big, big deal. Cryptocurrency and cannabis banking are the big trends right now in banking in case you haven't been paying attention. If you were paying attention to the Super Bowl this past Sunday, you may have noticed after the second touchdown that the Rams scored, the holder for the point after dropped the ball. And so, of course, they didn't get that one point. I'm always amazed that that doesn't happen more often. And the gentleman today we have on the show, Neil Reynolds, knows exactly what that's like. He was a place kicker at big old Division I Auburn, Auburn University, when he was in college. So we're going to ask him about that, about his career, and about what it takes to successfully market your brand so that you do leave your audience wanting more. So we're headed out to Atlanta, Georgia, and we're going to do it all right after this. For over 12 years, conference quality information without the rubber chicken dinner, the hangover, and without the expense report. This is the Power Performance Podcast. Uh, yes, out to Georgia indeed. Oh, I hate to talk over Gladys Knight. One of the greatest lines in top 40 pop music history. Rather live in his world than live without him in mine. Hey, Neil Reynolds, welcome to the Power Performance Podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, Hey, Neil, tell us what it was like, first of all, to be a place kicker at a big Division I school, thousands of people watching you, and did you ever have one of those big game winners? Well, thanks for asking the question. I grew up um, just north of Auburn in Lafette, Alabama, and just loved Auburn football and, of course, played high school football and realized I did have a little bit of a talent for kicking, so I decided I would be a walk-on at Auburn University. So I, I showed up, and after I'd been there about a week practicing, the head coach called me into his office and said, we just found out you already have a full scholarship. Now, this was a this was a, um academic scholarship, but he said that counts against our um, athletic scholarship. So, unfortunately, you won't be able to play. You can practice all you want to. You just won't be able to get in the game. So, 
I asked him what my chances were, and he said, well, Neil, there are 15 walk-on kickers. We already have two on scholarship, <laughs> and we only need one. So he recommended I give up my dream. Well, I went back, and I, I prayed about it. I cried about it, and then I went and got a job as a milkman at 4 o'clock in the morning, got a job. I went to the financial aid office and walked in and said, I want to cancel my scholarship. You should have seen their eyes. <laughs> they had never had anybody cancel a full scholarship. And I went back and told the head coach I was ready to play football. And about the third game of the season, we were playing Mississippi State, and I found myself sitting on the bench. I went became the second-string kicker, and the first-string kicker had missed an extra point and a field goal, and all of a sudden I heard him calling my name, and, of course, I'm looking around seeing who, who Reynolds was. <laughs> I run out and um, kicked a 32-yard field goal against Mississippi State, and as they say, the rest was history. I became the first <laughs> Well, well, thank you. I, I didn't get that much applause when I was there. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Prior to our recording the show, Neil hadn't answered that question for me, so I was looking forward to getting that answer when we did the interview. After his career at Auburn, Neil went up and worked in marketing and advertising and worked on some of the most iconic ad campaigns. If you're from a certain generation, or remember the I wish I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, that's all I ever really want to be campaign among them. And so we asked Neil about his career in marketing and advertising, and now banking. Well, when I graduated from Auburn, I had a degree in fine art. I had a talent for drawing, and um, I sent my resume to every ad agency in the country, and I received a letter back from J. Walter Thompson. At that time, they were the largest agency in the world, saying, if you're ever in Chicago, we'd love to interview you. Well, I guess you could say I was young and dumb, but I flew to Chicago, went in for an interview, and was there all day um, and was hired that same day. Um, and I got to work in the group that did the Oscar Mayer commercials. Um, I also worked on Kraft and Ford, so major national accounts, worked with probably the most creative team you'll ever see in advertising. So it was a great start. Today is the president of the Marketing Resource Center. everything you need to market your bank. I actually sat for the demo, and it is fascinating. Uh, just before we recorded this call, I'd been on another call with a billion-dollar financial brand and was surprised to learn they only had a couple of people in the marketing department. And what Neil and his team do is basically give you the resources of a gigantic marketing department at your fingertips. Really fascinating. And so I asked Neil, hey, tell us why your clients love what y'all do. And I had a traditional ad agency where we worked with a lot of the smaller banks and credit unions. And what you realize is these smaller community banks um, don't have the resources. They don't have the money. They don't have the budget. They don't have the people to produce professionally designed marketing materials. They're either using the local newspaper, they might be getting the printer to design their materials. They don't really have the, you know, the resources. So we developed this marketing portal for that market, for the community banks, for the credit unions. And what these um, financial institutions are able to do is log into our portal, and we have bankmarketingcenter.com for banks and CU Marketing Center for credit unions. 
they're able to log in, and when they do, we've got over 4,000 professionally designed marketing materials on the site, and when they click on it, it knows who they are. It'll automatically put in their logo, their branded colors. It could even put in their photograph all within seconds. So just by clicking on a layout, they're able to produce it, and then we have the technology to route it through their compliance department for approval. Right. And the regulators love that, that they have a process for compliance approval. Next, I asked Neil, if you could get every, if you could get every banking marketing professional, let's just say at Jordan-Hare Stadium, where Auburn has been playing their football games since 1939, what would you tell them are the most important things you have to do to effectively market your banking brand? Well, the first thing I would encourage them all to do is to spend more money and resources on marketing. In the past, you know, 50 years, all banks and credit unions had to do with open another branch to grow. Right. Well, we all know those days are over. You can't, you can't, you're not building branches anymore. In fact, they're shutting down branches. And with the fintechs coming in, um, everybody's going to their iPhone to make deposits. Um, banks have to start doing more marketing. And then the next thing I would encourage them to do is decide who do they want to target and why. A lot of a lot of these smaller banks and credit unions, they just welcome the world. They target everybody as opposed to deciding who do we really want and, more importantly, why do we want them? Are we looking to make loans? Do we need deposits? Strategically, the best thing to do is decide who do we want. Um, you could look at your existing customer base. Uh, our members to decide, okay, this is the type of person I'm looking for. Decide what are they doing, what market are they in, is it a medical, is it manufacturing, um, is it car dealerships. Um, right. Think through who do you want and then spend your resources and time targeting that audience. Thinking about that iconic campaign that Oscar Mayer had, and like everything today, you, you don't always know who the competitors are of these big brands because you remember the advertising so well. So I asked him, I said, who was the big competition for Oscar Mayer back in those days? That ad campaign was so successful, I don't even remember them having competition. Well, it would probably be Hormel. Um, Hormel. The interesting thing about it, though, they would take us, and keep in mind, I was an art director, so I was responsible for doing the layout, and then there would be a writer that would write the copy. In fact, in this case, there was a gentleman, Larry Walters, who, um, who actually wrote like the Madden. script for that song. So anyway, the, the key was to, um, they took us to the manufacturing plant so you could actually see how they made the hot dogs. Um, so that you would try to come up with, they called it the unique selling point. What was unique right. about this hot dog? What was unique about this sausage? So they were right. big believers in figuring out what made this product or what made this service unique so that you could market the uniqueness of that product. Well, whether it's hot dogs or lunch meats or banking products and financial services, what are you doing to demonstrate the uniqueness of your banking brand? I encourage you to visit the website. It's right there in the episode description, and I thank you so much for joining us on the Power of Performance podcast.
Well, thank you so much for having me today. Wonderful. I have really enjoyed getting to know Neil a little bit off the air and uh, on the air, obviously. And like I said, I, I really encourage you to check out the website there in the episode description. I, I'm pretty skeptical and cynical sometimes. And when he asked me to do a screen share so he could show me the demo, I, I was like, okay, fine. I guess I could. And I was actually like, wow, this is actually really cool. I mean, you can put together some really nice stuff, and it's done quickly, and it looks beautiful. Uh, think about that. I mean, what, what when you talk about, you know, checking accounts and savings accounts and debit cards and credit cards and rates, all that stuff starts to sound pretty similar. So how do you make your brand stand out amidst a crowded and getting crowder all the time? I, I keep saying this. If, you, if you've never listened to anything I've ever said on this show 12 years later, these little fintechs, Mint and Chime, and I forgot the other one, Green Saver or whatever it is, uh, that they, they had an ad for it on the Super Bowl, these brands are coming for your next generation of home and auto buyers and borrowers, kind of how you stay in business. So, as I used to say when I was speaking professionally, history is. You can change with it or you can get changed by it. Once again, uh, thank you, Neil, for joining us. Got so many great guests coming up here as we get into the end of the month and into March. And I want to thank you for listening to the Power Performance Podcast, a show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care. War Eagle. Big wheel, come on,